Hello world, and welcome to Big Gay Nerds. I'm your GM today, Saturn, they, them. You can find me on Twitter at TheFutureRules. And we are going to be returning once again after a prolonged absence to Beam Saber! Yay! Yay! Uh, Let's go in Discord order then, and we'll start with Fern. Hi everyone, my name is Fern. Uh, My pronouns are... uh, any other than she and uh i am uh playing giuseppe who is the just to remind everyone whose call sign is golden boy and is an empath an empathetic and compassionate psychic um and yeah and his pronouns are he him and he's like a twonk elf like a short and he's a twonk elf he's a (laughs) he's a blonde half elf with expressive ears and bright brown eyes a twonk that's my look wonderful (laughs) it has been so long i legitimately forgot he's a half elf but that is a great detail (laughs) uh next up levi hello i am levi uh pronouns are they and them i'm playing gabriel asmodeus the envoy um oh gosh what is my call sign (laughs) <laughs> uh, stiletto. Uh, stiletto. That's right. Sorry, it's been a very long time. Very glad to be back to these uh, disasters, though. As I recall, <laughs> she has kind of like a tatted up Nico Robin look, but also as a shark girl, kind of. Yeah, it's got pointy teeth and uh, sort of un- unsettlingly pointy fingers. You know that sort of that situation. Uh, She's in like, like the twenty five percent furry family of Tycon instead of like the fifty or seventy five percent. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not like like a half fish or anything, but she's got like uh, tiger shark stripes like on her like arms and legs and stuff. Rad. Uh, Hot. Ne- <laughs> next up, Sarah. Oh, oh, that's right because Owen. Because o- a- o- Owen has the illegal uh, fucking <laughs> like, fancy script O the that gothic. puts him near the bottom of the of the order. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was thinking like I'll go last again. No, hi, I'm Sarah. Uh, pronouns are she, her. I play Arabella Sterenoct, also known as Red, the Ace, a um, amnesiac with some problems going into this game, but it's cool. We'll work it out. <laughs> and she's like a six foot three redhead covered in burn scars. <laughs> oh, she's a, very neat. <laughs> with a robot arm. Yeah, it owns. Yeah, a, a robot <laughs> arm that, is conspic- that conspicuously matches her vehicle. Mm-hmm. She's fun. <laughs> She's got a lot of looks going on. And a lot of stuff going yeah. on, considering what happened uh, at the end of the, our last uh, session, like, eight to nine months ago. It's cool. But we'll we'll get called, to like, work it out. Yeah. And then la- yeah. last, but certainly not least, Owen. Hi, I'm Owen, founder and director of Big Gay Nerds. Uh, my character is Pfeffer Humboldt, call sign boss. And his look is sort of like a big chubby guy with like a with like a like a squid face Mm -hmm. like he's still got a normal mouth in the front but he's got like a beard made out of tentacles but more like quality than quantity compared to davy jones i say i remember davy jones was comparison one and then it was like some kind of alien from ben 10 whose name i don't remember it was it was vilgax vilgax um yeah i'm glad you know that anyway he is the primary antagonist of the original show. Anyway, um, yeah, that that is that is his deal. Um, and oh yes, also my pronouns are he and him. <laughs> if I did say, and so are his. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all I've got for describing that guy. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, one more point of order, just in case uh, I don't know how it's going to actually sound on the show. But if my uh, audio sounds any different today in the recording, uh, I recently moved into an area that has a slightly uh, more... I wouldn't say echoey, but it's a little more echoey a sound area. I haven't gotten any like soundproof boards or whatever to put up yet, so apologies if the sound quality is not quite uh, normal. Um, before we get into the episode, just to like do a brief recap of what happened last time for the viewers, uh, the listeners, I guess, the viewer listeners. Uh, <laughs> I, I went over this with uh, the players uh, before this in a little bit more detail, but to keep things straightforward. Uh, these four uh, had a mission to transport this big mysterious box and also a bunch of civilian scientists out of a city. Uh, they decided to do like kind of a splits maneuver. So two of them, uh, Pfeffer and Giuseppe, went one way. Uh, Gabrielle and uh, Arabella went the other way. Uh, Giuseppe and Pfeffer r- ran into a bunch of uh, teen high school mech pilots with uh, football call signs. Uh, and we're and after like a brief exchange of fire, we're basically able to trick their way out of having to deal with them, and even managed to basically trick someone into walking into a hostage situation <laughs> at the same time. So, well, if I if I recall, the thing that part actually came from a complication. Yes, it did. It did. Well, well. Don't don't and worry it, about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's def- I don't I definitely haven't been rolling anything behind the scenes already that's relevant to that. Don't worry. <laughs> um meanwhile, uh Arabella and uh Gabrielle had were set a great upon time. had a great time. Uh they were set upon by a much more deadly uh squadron of maybe more professional uh adverse uh opposition. Uh, both of them got really badly. Uh, well, Arabella got really badly injured. Uh, both of their mechs took pretty significant damage too. Uh, the civilians they were transporting, some of them got injured, which wasn't uh, very good because that's a violation of the rules of engagement. But you know, uh, you'll, you you make do with what you can. Um, they were able to uh, uh, successfully deal with the people who were attacking them. Uh, Arabella uh, took out a sniper, uh, just like destroyed his mech and then took him hostage, basically. And then Gabrielle had a cool ass sword fight with her uh, underclassmen from a corporate spy school uh, who then uh, absconded (laughs) after being uh, put on the back foot. And with that, we can get to... I guess now not really a cold open. It's going to, in fact, be a rather a lukewarm open. Yeah, we've, been- considered. <laughs> we've had some things, but I do have like kind we've of been, a uh, uh, opening been- and debriefing for this before we get into the fun uh, downtime stuff. Uh, slowly to three fifty, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we've had this one. We've had this one in the oven for uh, several months, so they sh- it should be done by now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so. We get a shot, like, uh, subtitles. Uh, we see Sardone, the city that we were in. The sun sits low in the early morning sky over the coastal resort city of Sardone. Marble and glass sky rises glow in reply, while below them, a sprawling burr of modest manors inviting storefronts and narrow roads. In the sea, the rainbow mass of Sharkbone Reef can be seen glittering below the still and dark surface of the water. The camera pulls back through the window of a hospital, where a familiar red-headed pilot convalesces, covered in bandages. We can't see her expression as she looks through the window. 
We cut back, then, to a familiar sight, this time in the city labeled Caligari. The dry dock inside the Forget-Me-Nots home base, the decommissioned naval fort that crowns the city. The powered-down forms of the cruise machines line this massive structure, as well as a newly familiar slick black knife-sharp design that once belonged to a now-captive team pilot. Next to that, two similar-looking and progressively more ruined mech frames from the same mission. Inside the fortress's manor keep, we return to a familiar office. The short and muscular orc woman, barrier, uh, Major Barrier Brass, smokes a cigarette contemplatively as she reviews the initial reports from the squad's prior mission. The office looks much less like the study it used to be. Bookshelves and plush seating have since been evacuated to other parts of the house in favor of filing cabinets, drafting tables, and comms tech. Piece by piece, the study has been occupied, and its stark materiel is already beginning to push its borders out into the attached foyer. There's a deafening silence for a few moments as Pfeffer Humboldt, Giuseppe Finch, and Gabrielle Asmodeus stand at attention, awaiting the Major's debriefing. After a moment, she says, I am quite pleased, she says, with a practiced and polite smile. (laughs) It's not entirely convincing, but not insincere either. Despite (laughs) the setbacks, you managed to fulfill the mission completely, as well as your ancillary objectives. A job well done. She trails off, half bitterly taking a drag from her cigarette. (laughs) Well, for the most part. There is still the matter of the LTRF scientists who got injured on your watch. Her gaze lingers on Gabrielle for only part of a moment. That will only require some smoothing over, I'm sure. It's not my only concern, though. With a single deliberate and dispassionate motion, Major Brass removes a cigarette from her mouth and snubs it out in a small ash receptacle, which she closes and pockets without even looking at it. At some point, somehow, the mission was compromised. She continues. As I recall, we did not settle a plan for engagement until right before the mission began in earnest. And yet, Adverse deployed two separate squadrons to engage, and were able to get the drop on you both in both instances. Our field recordings also seem to indicate that the squad with Lieutenants Sterenacht and Asmodeus were engaged by... Adverse troops specifically seeking to engage the Vulcanhund mech. She stands from the desk slowly, her arms crossed. Our enemy had inside knowledge of our deployment, imminent to the mission. Her sharp and steady eyes train over the three soldiers, examining each carefully. I'll do what I can to identify the leak. In the meantime, she continues as her serious expression softens into a kind smile, Assuming you don't have any questions aside from that, do try to be careful while you enjoy your well-earned shore leave. You are dismissed at your leisure. I think that... I, I think Pfeffer, like, salutes her. Um, and... Hmm. He... Normally he would say something, but I haven't played this character in so long that I realize I'm a little bit rusty. So I think I'm just going, I think in that context, Pfeffer is just going to likely let himself out unless it looks like any of, uh, any of the others are going to say anything. Uh, no, uh, Gabrielle is like trying to be as quiet and 
like draws as little attention as possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fully aware. Not that... feeling good about how that mission went for her, and also maybe got called out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Also, like she was the only one that was on like the like the shitstorm set set for the mission that's in the room right now. So she's <laughs> yeah. she doesn't really have any backup either. <laughs> Giuseppe gonna. Uh, say anything oh. or is Giuseppe also gonna just kind of be dismissed? Giuseppe feels great. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, did Giuseppe did a good job. The major said to enjoy your well-earned shore leave and Giuseppe's like yeah. <laughs> yeah I did a good job. <laughs> yeah alright in that um, case she, like, she dismisses you and goes back to sit to doing her work and uh, y'all are free to uh, I think we're going to do the thing that we did the last couple times which is to say everyone gets a turn not a specific order really just like who wants to go first for their downtime gotcha. who has stuff in mind that they want to do as they can now enjoy some well-earned shore leave before whatever their next assignment may be uh, I think that I have had my first action in mind for the longest, so I'm good to jump on that. Okay. Sure. Go for it. Okay. So, um, I am going to cut loose with, because, <laughs> uh, Pfeffer. So Pfeffer came out of that without, like, a scratch. Um, mm-hmm. however, he did come out of it with nine stress. Like, he was sweating at the end of that. I said nine or eight. Either way, it's all of your stress except for one, and if you took even one more stress, you would uh, suffer a scar. So you're not in good shape. Yeah. Let me, eight let stress, me just... eight stress. But... Oh, okay, then. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to need to cut loose, and uh, in case you do not remember from last time we did this, um, unlike Indulge a Vice... This is actually something that you do uh, with another, like, pilot in your crew. Um, and if I recall, the more, like, connections you have with someone, the less stress you get back from cutting loose with them, correct? I don't believe so. I think it's actually the other way around, if I'm not mistaken. Well, where is cut loose? Spend time with another pilot. Describe what you do. Roll dice equal to the ticks in your relationship clock with the pilot joining you. Which means, actually, it is the other way around, uh, because you get a number of dice equal to your relationship, so you will uh, theoretically be rolling better with people who you are more connected to. Oh, I... I must have been remembering an earlier version or something like that. Either that or it's from someone's, like, ability or something like that, or, like, an ability text or something like that. Okay. But yeah, All so right, you would actually, uh, if you were to do this, if if uh, Arabella, not Arabella, excuse me, if Gabrielle, similar sounding names, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bad for my uh, dis- for my dyslexic brain, uh, sort of, uh, if Gabrielle would assent to whatever you have in mind, uh, which we've talked about off air a bit, but we should go over as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You could theoretically spend this action and be the only person getting anything out of it. It's just that, you know, Gabrielle would still be there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I guess the more mechanically... So the the short-term mechanical incentive right now is to cut loose with Giuseppe. Um, uh, and, and I did just take um, a... 
well, I know that uh, you have an idea in mind, uh, but just so you know, I did take the Carouse ability, which means that um, you can choose uh, one of the following. Uh, you can't overindulge, but only take heal half of the stress rolled, rounded up, or your relationship with them improves by plus one. Their relationship with you improves by an additional plus one. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Um. Well then, but but yeah. However, there is a long-term incentive mm-hmm. to cut loose with multiple people so that the whole squad has better things going mm-hmm. on. Okay, so I had this thing in mind for a while, and I've been pretty open with y'all about this. That basically, basically, what Pfeffer wants to do is to like have a serious talk with Gabrielle about how badly things went on her side of the mission. And this is not something that I normally would have considered a cut loose, but considering that it only has to heal his stress, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, so basically, in my mind, this would be normally something that he would do in his study, but his study has currently been commandeered he might- to be sort of the... <laughs> I think we've established there's a good possibility you have more than one study in this house. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that might I've have been, to- like, the biggest study, but you still probably have, like, two or three additional studies. I've had to retreat to my winter study. <laughs> um yeah, it's the one with the fireplace <laughs> in it, which in retrospect seems like a bad idea to have in a study that's full of books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't. So I don't have as many books there. It does not, because it's for the winter, it does not have like the massive window for like, you know, looking outside. Uh, this is a this is a study designed for coziness um, and is also like smaller as a result. Um, and so. Basically, what happens is that shortly after uh, leaving the debriefing, Pfeffer will, uh, like, just sort of pull Gabrielle aside a little and say, "I meet me in the winter study um, in a, uh, later today, and I think there are some things we need to discuss." Gabrielle, uh, like, furrows her brow, but she's. She knows exactly what this is about, so she can't get out of it, though. So she's like, yes, sir. All right. And so when you get there, I I kind of already did the setting. the. I already described the location. It is a small, purposefully cozy study, um, which is not really um, the ideal place to be, because I think it's in the middle of summer right now, if I'm remembering right. (laughs) That's the impression I got, at the very least. It is, I believe it is, it's not the middle of summer, it's like late spring. I believe it's like the end of April or the beginning of May right now. Gotcha. Um, We'll say it's the beginning of May, because then I'll remember that for later. It it is at this point the beginning of May, we'll say. Okay. Um, Well, there is a, a little table in there. And Pfeffer's already pulled up a seat, and he has got a, uh, he's got, like, a teapot and two cups set up, um, and you also see that he has got, like, in front of him, uh, prop, like, there's probably, like, a formal, like, written after-action report, right? That was yeah. made as a part of what we just went through. Yeah. I think he's probably got that in front of him. I forget if I established whether or not 
I, I think Pfeffer wears reading glasses. I think he's got like half moon reading oh, glasses. Oh, thank God. On. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you established it now. So. <laughs> um, and he looks up from them and uh, gestures at the seat across from his and said, sit down, uh, pour yourself a cup. There's sugar here, cream over here. Uh, Gabrielle sits down, but she does not pour herself a cup. She just sits with her, like, hands in her lap, like, and looks at him. Alright, um, well, he just, uh, he just sort of, like, takes a sip, and he says, Miss Asmodeus. Yes. I... Major Brass has already outlined the ups and downs of our last mission. And I think that it's important for us to to discuss what, what went wrong on your end. Because I think it's hard to dispute that something did go wrong. I believe that we played the hand we were dealt pretty well, given the circumstances. Well, I will not deny that both you and Red, you did an excellent job of fighting those enemy combatants. However, fighting those enemy combatants was not the role you were given in this mission. This was a transport mission. You were given the specific rule of engagement to not endanger the civilians. By entering into combat, you were violating that rule of engagement. I know... That I know that you were not the per- the ones to instigate combat, but you also had a nor- number of tools at your disposal. Between the chaff launchers that I know you employed uh, while coming to Arabella's aid, to the drastic mobility advantage the Vulcanhund possesses, you had every opportunity to flee and if I was able to be in radio contact with you at that time that is 100% what I would have advised okay and is that the, he just okay. sort of like sort of sits back and like drums his fingers like on the desk and I guess I guess what he's doing is like he is looking at her and he is like waiting for her like either waiting for her to agree with him or... <laughs> yeah, so Gabrielle is uh, trying to balance her annoyance and her need to not get in trouble with her boss here, <laughs> but but also <laughs> she's just trying to like think, of, trying to word this very carefully. It's like, well, I appreciate knowing what you would have advised were you in radio contact. Thank you, sir. he he sighs a little bit and like pinches the 
like place where the bridge of his nose would be if he had like a normal nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's got sort of a sinus bump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he says, "Listen, charging into battle is not what we're supposed to be doing here. The forget-me-nots are classified as a consulate squad. E- even doing this transportation mission." is technically outside of our specialty and by engaging with the enemy you took us even further outside Mm. uh with red to be perfectly frank i'm not thrilled about it but it is what i expected (laughs) she is a hothead a hothead amnesiac with an experimental combat frame you, when I was given your dossier, I was told that you were an infiltrator, an influencer, a spy, and, if necessary, an assassin, not a soldier. What I am asking you, going forward, is to play to the team's strengths and to play to your own strengths. And I believe that if we all do this, we will come out of our missions looking much better and feeling much better. Okay, so Gabrielle uh, nods. I understand that what happened was out of character for me. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Tasneem showing up was not what I was expecting. Um, I... I won't be surprised again. You can have my word on that. Good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Good, I hate surprises. (laughs) So does Gabrielle. Just why this whole thing uh, yeah. tumbling down the just a hill into a pit has been like <laughs> when, I, when I go to the movies, I look up spoilers ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> Gabrielle's like, Gabrielle like said goodbye to this guy like I don't know what months ago. It's like it's like hey, within, get out of my life. The last, yeah, <laughs> yeah, within the last half a year, yeah. like relatively recently. It's like. Uh. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. You're after Are you sure, sure after I Arabella. That's it. <laughs> I do like that that Pfeffer is uh, disappointed but not surprised in Arabella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds correct. So I, and so I think um, I think it ends with like, well then, um, that's more or less all I wanted to go over. Are you sure I can't interest you in a cup of tea? I've also have some cinnamon sticks around here somewhere. Cinnamon sticks, like the candy. Or, no, like, no, no, like, no, like the actual sticks of cinnamon. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, no. Just eating them whole. <laughs> no, no, you crunch, stir crunch, them yeah. in. Crunch, crunch. Well, um, Gabriel was, uh, well, uh, thank you for the offer. I appreciate it, but I'm just going to be going. If that's okay. All right. Well, then, uh, while uh, he just sort of nods and says, uh, I have a. Have a, have a blessed day, day. and uh, let me let me know if let me know if you need any help. Uh, 
sorting out your the current situation oh. with uh, your mech. Oh, uh, is such a dad. <laughs> and now, um, with this whole problem entirely resolved, I'm going to see how much stress I feel as a result. <laughs> yeah. Good job, so you're going to roll yeah. the top boss. You're going to roll 2d6 and take the better of the two. And then you're also, Wait. after that, going to come up with a new belief for uh, Gabriel. All right. Isn't it just one if it's the first time I'm doing it? What's how many relationship no. clocks t- ticks do you have? I've got one. I've I've got just the one. Oh, you only have the one. The okay, it's the one. Sorry, I yeah. thought you had the two. No, I'm looking at Giuseppe. Excuse me. Yeah, so you do the ah, uh, okay. The one. Decent. Okay then. All right then. And you don't have I'm to. And doing... obviously, you can you can think about what you want that belief to be while we're continuing on. No, yeah. no rush to fill. Six. Yes. Okay. Hey, wow. Nice. That was it. So I, <laughs> I really like how. Uh, oh, sorry. I can't edit my sheet right now. Oh, uh, that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll bump be, it down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I I was wondering if I would have to do two of those, but yeah, now you have. <laughs> Yep. You, this is not the first. Yeah. Uh, Pfeffer was uh, about to uh, stress out and have a scar. Now he's back down to one of nine. Uh, feeling. Exactly. Feeling. Oh, you know, he should be two <laughs> of nine because you were at eight. Yes. Yeah. He's back down to two okay. of nine, just feeling uh, really wonderful about how that whole exchange went. <laughs> uh, really felt like he got through oh, yeah. about uh, her. Uh, about her terrible <laughs> performance and, and have thought it really drove I, home how how you know he's 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 the dad around here. I do, I like do really love how much that says about his character that that de-stresses him the most amount possible. Also, yeah, really, <laughs> like, like, what does this motherfucker think spies and assassins do? Just <laughs> <laughs> stop around. It's like, it's like we stab each other in the back and make out. God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do. I do like that both of Pfeffer's cut looses so far have been him being like, "I am going to talk to you about your problems," and the other person yeah. being like, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pfeffer's it, like, he, "Hello, do you need an extra dad?" I'm here. Yeah. That's a very yeah. Charlie day. It's yes, like, you I don't do. Want a all right. All right. Well, I think, well, yeah, that is yeah one of my three actions. Pfeffer, uh, thoroughly in a much better mood. We still have uh, three people who haven't gone yet. So which of you wants to go next? I've got an easy one to get. Do it. Uh, done. I would like to uh, get rid of my uh, level one harm of feedback. Sure. Um, I think in, it's psychic feedback or something. I'm not sure. I can't say, remember. In that case, uh, that would literally just be. Uh, I don't even... Well, you would roll for it anyway just so we can have the project clock for healing, I guess. But, like, that is just going to clear if you even do one healing downtime. So tell me okay. how you're going to get your psychic feedback healed and if uh, how your team doctor might be helping with that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to my good friend. And for, for people that also are remembering, uh, uh, the doctor that I have recruited is defined on my sheet as... Uh, is named on my sheet as Kausar, a kind murderer. <laughs> and uh, we've decided that he's like a doctor. And I know because of uh, 
psychic reasons that <laughs> he has killed someone before, but I don't know why, and we haven't ever talked about it, but I like him. And for, um, the, for the audience at home, he's one of our few uh, Balk NPCs, so he's kind of like a little, like, furry goblin kobold kind of kind of thing <laughs> uh we've like, we've described them before as being kind of the what if all the small folk from like a nor- a normal fantasy setting just kind of interbreeded over the course of like one or two thousand years and then we're just the bulk uh and so and, and he's we've kind of described i think we've also described him as looking kind of like if uh guillermo de toro was like just a literal teddy bear just a little bit. He's got, got going. So he's about like three and a half feet tall, wearing a little doctor's outfit. Like excellent, just, excellent, just a excellent. Guy. He's just a little guy. So, uh, and, and, so, so how how is he going to help you with your uh, psychic feedback? So since uh, Kasar and I like go back to when I was on the Andra- at Astra, I think that, that that me getting like a psychic feedback thing, or just like basically like ringing in my ears, but it's in my brain. And it's like emotions, maybe. Like that's how I'm imagining that. Um, and that be that might be something that I have dealt with before. So it might be just like a hey, hey, doc, uh, taps head, got some, uh, like I have run out of steam of of cool things to say. I'm. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, the, like... the psychic feedback. I understand. <laughs> Here. Okay, and then he, like, grabs this, like, little metal thing that looks like a tuning fork, like, all right, bite down on this, and I'm going to go get the headset. And then it's just, like, <laughs> put on this thing that looks kind of like... Because I, I am subscribing to the kind of XCOM model of psionics here, or just like, damn, uh, what if there was some shit? It's just you put on, like, a headset that looks kind of like an Oculus Rift a little bit, and just sort of, like, <laughs> sit... And and like bite down on this tuning fork looking thing for a couple minutes while you're just like on a stool, just like like sensory de- deprivation chamber to go to to like uh. recenter your uh, things. So go ahead and roll me. Um, this is for quality, but also I think you get plus one because you have a doctor. So I think it's just a flat one day because y'all are still zero quality technically. Mm, yeah. So just go ahead and give me one day, and that will. Uh, your level one harm will clear automatically because that's just how it goes. Um, yeah. That two, so it's going to be one on the healing clock. So assuming, not that it will be relevant, I guess, but assuming you don't take any more uh, harm, you will have that one on the healing clock for the future. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so and I'm are you able to edit your sheet? I am able to edit my sheet. Wonderful. I what what color should are the healing clock fill in? Um, it just does it automatically. Be? You just put like a character in there, like an X usually, and it'll fill it automatically. Oh, cool. Okay, neat. Ooh, yellow. Okay, and then I will take off the feedback. Yep, and that'll uncolor Very itself neat. also. There Whoa! You know. Yeah, <laughs> technology I, I, guys. <laughs> I do not remember who made the uh, official Google Sheets of. Uh, character playbooks for beam saber but they did an extremely good job mm-hmm. uh, on them there's Just... lots of conditional formatting and stuff like that uh use awesome. them if you're playing beam saber at home uh anyway uh with that taken care of and the ringing in your brain uh addressed we still have two people who need to take their first action between uh, arabella and gabrielle uh well it's obvious what <laughs> Arabella's still in the hospital so you know yeah, yeah but we just uh, got the Arabella covered in like mummy wrap basically just, in a, <laughs> just like 
<laughs> looking like she wants to kill something, but not in the like fun in way. Like in a sling, yeah. <laughs> like in the, one of those slings that comes from a, the ceiling. I don't think it's that bad. She just got shot. With, oh, okay, with, true. With and clipped. So, uh, so you have like a neck brace on, and then uh-huh. also you have like tons of like gauze padding or whatever on like one of your shoulders. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, had a good time. It's fine. Uh, I love this line of work. Um, so yeah, you weren't doing it for a very long time. You were yeah. just tending a bar, and now you have to put your life in danger because <laughs> of your big, can... me- your big metallic friend. Yeah, my big, my big, my big mech buddy. Uh, okay. So let's, I mean, let's heal this harm. Um, yeah, and I'll say this is like the, I'm going to actually go ahead and say this This is a two dice, because I think just for terms of like where you are narratively, like you're actually at a hospital in this other city. So like, I, I'm going to say it's like a one point extra quality on that. Cool. Uh, okay, so it's roll, I keep 2d6. Yeah? Four? What'd you get? Four? Cool. Uh-huh. So that's going to be a mix. I think that's uh, half of the project clock. I think it's two pips. Yes? Yes? Yes. Oh, I can't edit it either. No. Uh, I'll because I'll I don't them. have... Ah, dang. It's because I'm using my iPad. Why don't I... worry. I'll, I'll put them in. Thank so yeah, uh, hospital's going slowly but surely. You can feel yourself getting better, but obviously... Uh, you know, bullet wounds and uh, spinal cord damage are not very easily uh, recoverable. So, sure. I've got a question real quick. Sorry, just to yeah. refresh myself on the mechanics. All of this costs materiel, right? The heal rolls, like the um, personnel. I'm going to say that I'm going to say healing rolls don't because I don't think they do. I think it's just like if you don't have doctor or hospital available to you, you have to spend stress to do it. Okay. Um. So I think I think the healing rolls are free. I think the only thing that costs materiel is stuff that involves actually fixing the machines. Okay. Because they're big supply sinks. Yeah, I'm just looking. Um, at what the I will say is, you actions. still have an undeclared uh, supply point for personnel or materiel. Yeah. If I if you want, I believe you can spend one or the other to improve the result of this by one. It still wouldn't like bring the clock up um, all the way, but I'm actually looking at it right now. You can one, spend one personnel f- t- for one for 1d on the roll or to increase the result by one level you can also spend one personnel to make an extra recover activity right but i could do that if you want but to. all of that comes it, 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 okay. yeah, so it depends if you want to spend all your action healing or not because there's a strong likelihood you might <laughs> i mean it's, like, it's under the same heading of activities in this group may be purchased for one personnel each is like long-term project and stuff unless i'm yeah, those are those are also like you can do you can spend material or personnel to do extra actions. So if okay. I spent a pers- if I spent a personnel, would that could that fill my healing clock? If it's like if you spend it on another on another healing activity, it could theoretically fill the clock okay. as long as you get at least a four. All right. Okay. Um, is that cool? Because I mean, this is like a this is like a group. Um. Yeah, let's let you know. Actually, let's just say because I've done this before, and I can't actually remember if you even still had the undeclared supply point or not. Because again, we did this all this payoff stuff uh, eight and a half months ago. Mm -hmm. Let's just say if Mm -hmm. we go ahead and spend it, and then you don't have it, that we'll just say you rolled another four, and then uh, give you at least the first uh, thing that bumps those down to level ones. Cool. I like the sound of that. Let's skip some of the uh, minutia of rolling all that again. Yeah. Right. Um, So cool. Uh, For whiplash and clipped. 
Um, let's just call that uh, shoulder shot and uh, neck sprain, let's say. Sure, and I'll reduce those to level one harms. So now, unfortunately, you still have level one harms, but it also means uh, those will now, like, if you were to do another healing action, those would just clear immediately. Okay. And if not, like, it's only, it's, you know, it's only two level one harms. So right. it's not the end of the world. Okay. Um, Go into I, the next mission with a neck brace. Yeah, <laughs> good. I, I, I like to think that maybe the personnel invested there was literally just the process of, like, getting our doctor friend, like... Yeah. Like hella carried oh, yeah, over yeah. to after after he after he helps uh, Giuseppe with the psychic things. Like, all right, I'm going to be uh, gone for a few days. It looks like I am going to be uh, taking a trip over to Sardone to help uh, our our redheaded friend uh, get over <laughs> her whole, uh, you know. Uh, and then he like does like a mime of like a shotgun and like blows. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, thanks, I'll need it. <laughs> yeah, because Fred's very snippy around doctors, I think. Also, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't help, I think, the snippiness that he's definitely unlicensed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's cool. Some, some people lose their, their medical license for completely benign reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that just leaves Gabrielle with her first action. Okay. We've got a couple. Th- First thing I want to do is to try to. All oh, right, we're still at squad zero. We're at zero strong. Okay, so acquire asset is still a little iffy. All right. So just a bit. Don't have an engineer. Like you can still do it, but it's just you're going to get a, a relatively bad roll. For yeah, it, I get in you. all likelihood. Okay. You could so, also if it's just for like a one time thing. Instead of what I'll do is uh I'll start a long term project to have like an information network inside Adverse. Oh Okay, how are you gonna start that? Let me see. Um let me pull up my list here. We could bribe the child. True, but I could also <laughs> go consort or sway with let me look at my allies and enemies here. Um, perhaps one of these, one of these folks works adjacent, you know, works adjacent to Edward. There's a, I like, is not a defensive lawyer? Oh, I want, Ooh, oh yeah. God. I, I want someone who, um, is not, talking about Ace Attorney, isn't it? is not a mercenary or, <laughs> <laughs> that seems, that seems reasonable. Okay. So let me, uh. Look at the. Ted's name was marked as both an ally and an enemy, but he is your rival, so I think he's technically an enemy. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> so let me think. Um, so that's the thing. We have all these like assets. Do we have any idea who or what we're going to negotiate with adverse proxy for for like their pilots and mechs? Or can I like? No, that would just be something like if you want to do it. Okay. They have they they have not like called you like hey, we'll pay you money for this. But you could theoretically be like hey, if you want to give us money for this, we'll give it back to you, and they might agree to that. Hmm. All right, so that's and sounds, some, that sounds and like, it's one of those things where I would say that's not like a downtime action. It's just like, hey, do you want to like pursue this avenue? Because also, like again, like you can just hang on to this stuff if you want. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a separate thing. Um, 
So Sorry, I'm trying to think of specifics, but yeah, do you think I Just could like how you're going to start building a information network or whatever? Yeah. Um so maybe I can just attempt to flip Ismot, and then uh, <laughs> then I'll have like a <laughs> bird on the inside, you know. Okay, so you're declaring a contact. Yes, sure. Okay, how are you contacting him? Hmm. Like, are, like, are you just like being like, "Hey, what's up?" or are you like doing something else to that effect? Because uh, basically, you will have to do a roll, and it, it's not going to be a traditional like you know like one to three four to five six up kind of deal it has a different kind of connotation to it okay um but you would roll in accordance with what you're doing to make contact with that person okay so i feel like ismat is the sort of guy that uh gabrielle met a couple of times at like work functions and Mm -hmm. like got his card Mm -hmm. and they sort of like and she was like oh yeah i'll call you someday we'll go get some drinks well today's that day (laughs) <laughs> that seems like a pretty textbook consort to me. You're you're tapping into some contacts that you happen to have with the assets at your disposal. Yeah. So you are going to roll me one d six. All right, and just get over and down. And if I recall correctly, here it's a a lower half of the dice is that the uh, reconvening is on kind of bad terms or uncertain ones, and on a four or up, it's on good terms. Okay, I like that. I can take that coin flip. I got a two. Oh. Ooh, okay. Uh, so, Ismod is not going to be super cooperative. That's not the end of the world. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to think. What would be... <laughs> what is the thing that... That Gabrielle did at that last work function that she was like, oh boy, that probably pissed him off. I hope that doesn't bite me. <laughs> and she uh, very uh, considerately didn't bring up when trying to make contact with Ismont again. Oh boy. Hmm. Also, like, what kind of person is Ismont? So, defensive lawyer. Um,. I feel like uh, Ismot has a, a sort of like simultaneously one of those you know who is, has like has a high opinion of themselves and is like fairly sensitive. So mm-hmm. um, I think part of it is that uh, Gabrielle was like you know like battered her eyes at him and said, "Yeah, I'll call you for drinks." And it's, now it's been about a year and a half, you know, something like that. That's probably part of it, <laughs> but also. Um, she probably does not, and probably still does not remember what whatever his last name is. <laughs> That's great. How's that work? Because he, he's a defensive lawyer, so presumably it's like front and center on all of his uh, business brand. Like, oh yeah, I just have, uh, yeah. Maybe she's like, oh yeah, I have got got your card. That's how I got your number. But it's like, no, oh shit. But... <laughs> because I have because I have Phoenix right on the brain, I am now just kind of imagining a uh, Ryanosuke Naruhoto type of just like uh, kind of fresh out of law school, uh, very uh, just kind of on a little bit like on a on a wire, a little bit like kind of high strung in a kind of nervous sort of way. 
Uh, and also in this case, uh, takes great offense to the fact that he has, he does have a practice of his own. You can't even uh, bother to remember <laughs> the name of it or his own last name, which is somewhat annoying. Yeah, I should have done, done more homework before this, but um, mm-hmm. I've had enough getting lectured for today. Shit. All right. <laughs> okay. So we have him and we'll, we'll mark him as an ally, even though it's on uh, do, uh, uncertain terms. Boy. Um, I'm trying to think what to do here. So let's just call that that for now, yeah, and we'll sad. we'll see how the uh, his disposition factors into it. Um, so how are you turning your contacting him into a like you know working on building your That's information now? That might have to that might have to be like a the project after that because I need him like I don't know I need ah uh, yeah maybe we can get uh you know use. Hmm. So it's gonna be like a long project, is. and this is just like it's, one part of it. Yeah, it's gonna be one project, like a long time. So, but that's what happens when you leave Adverse is they don't want to tell you what's happening inside Adverse. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just gotta probably have to work a bunch of other. We also have the other Aces High student that we captured, right? Yeah. So that could be I'm something. I'm going to go into. ahead and put a token on the the board for this uh oh. i accidentally put two okay um just for like so we can have a progress marker i'm gonna say this is a 10 clock makes sense uh just because it, you've you've said it's kind of a big kind of a big hassle yeah uh, to do this so this is, i'm just this, gonna put that as a 10 clock. this is normally why you like work for like a spy organization and have like a whole team working on things but uh you know you work with what you got Information network. You absolutely do work with what you got. All right. So you've made contact with them. So like, what is the thing that you're doing now with that? Because the role is just for like contacting him and like you have contact. I'm not going to make you spend an action to have just done that. Oh, okay. So... Because that's something you can technically do at any time, including during a mission. So I'm not going to make you spend a downtime action to have made the contact. Ah, uh, okay. So, like, what are you doing now that you have this contact that is, like... <laughs> oh, boy. Shoot. Um, well, shoot. I'll go back to downtime auctions then. Um... Well, this is still, like, a... Like, this is still, like, a work yeah. on a long-term oh, project thing, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's still, like, what is the action that you are taking to get this started? like get the ball rolling oh okay so it might be you know uh repairing it might involve repairing the uh clearly bitter feelings that isman has to you because you can't remember his last (laughs) name even though you're looking at his (laughs) business card right now (laughs) uh god damn um maybe um maybe you could try and like I don't, I don't know what you would call this because it's not reverse psychology, but like try and convince him that by building ties with you, he's getting connections on the on the Grand Royal side. Oh, I do. Like- he might value that as a defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're okay with like another con- consort or even sway role, I could uh, have Gabrielle. Maybe like is trying to drop hints that she's like made it like into like the you know royal blue 
and like hears things, you know, stuff like that. That seems like it could be a good sway to me because it's like yeah. a, you know, attempting to guide his perceptions or whatever. It's like, yeah, so go, yeah. Ahead, go ahead and roll me that. All right. And then maybe we can, uh, we've got all sorts of things we can figure out from one another. Got a three and a two. That's not great. It's not great. Um, so you are kind of uh, laying this down and like, I think it's one of those things where he's still a little like, you're, you're kind of hoping that he would like be buying into this a little more. Mm-hmm. Obviously he's still kind of sour <laughs> about the whole, uh, it's been a year and a half thing. Yeah. But then also like, it's Smooth. not, it's not like you're the only person he knows who's flipped to the public sector either. So maybe he doesn't care as much as you thought he would. Yeah. And, and but you still think it would be like, you know, worthwhile to be able to secure this guy's contact and like have, and you think this would be a good place to start the sort of information network yeah. until you're going to have to work a little bit more at it. Definitely. Uh. So with a, a three or below, we're going to sadly only give this one pip of progress. Wah, wah. However, that means we are now moving on to the second turn of downtime, which means anyone can go again. <laughs> well, then, I do not have the strongest sense of what Pfeffer's next move is, if anyone else wants to. Um, I have two things in mind, and one is maybe more of a, a thing. Let's see, Volk only has the one damage. Uh... So, worth noting, any repair is going to at least cost one material, which currently you don't have any, uh, is a problem. Uh, So, it might be worthwhile to do salvaging or see if you're going to sell some stuff if you happen to need money. But also, uh, if you do repair him, uh, any level one is also, like, going to automatically be dealt with. Okay. Like, when you Uh, do the one action. The other question is, how do we clear quirk usage? Uh, I believe that is that's a upkeep. Part. I think that's upkeep. Yeah. yeah, it's upkeep. I believe, which is similar. Like you spend material to uh, basically do a healing clock, but for your mech, I believe. Okay. So maybe the move is to like generate some material by breaking down the some of the mechs we have. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's more generous than that. So you spend one material and then roll a dice, and the number you get is how many quirks you refresh. Oh, oh that's, that's very, very good. That you also very get a. It also so says that's much better. Says you get each pilot gets a free upkeep action as part of the reward for a mission. A free, unf- I, I believe we, I believe this we did actually include this in the uh, oh, payoff okay. part. But the and I, oh, okay. I, this is something I talked with Austin about directly, uh, the author oh, wow. of the game, because uh, oh, nice. I wasn't sure about it. Um, but the free upkeep, what that means is that it doesn't take a turn, but it does still cost material. Wow, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so I Dang. do need to generate material. Dang. It wouldn't be a bad idea. You obviously well, we- have stuff you, you obviously have stuff you can salvage and also there might be the opportunity to uh ransom some people or some vehicles or something. Yeah. Okay, that actually works though, because I had two things I wanted to do, but the upkeep part is free. Okay. Um, yeah, let's do a, let's do a, a salvage. Uh, let's dismantle one of those just one of those mechs we took. Cool. So you have yeah. you have one that is kind of like in halves and is basically <laughs> not ever going to be usable again. And you have the other, which is the sniper mech, which is a lot higher quality, but you think it would be possible to repair it also, or maybe get some like do a. And what I'll say for that one is you could also salvage that one just for parts, or you could try and do a more targeted salvage on it and get like 
a like specifically focus on getting some of its useful technology out of it because the sniper mech is significantly higher tier. Oh, okay. Mm. The uh the the transformer mechs are from a tier one squad, and the sniper mech is from a tier three squad. Oh, damn. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, no wonder that whole yeah we got our bus board. All right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah we yeah, still I, came out of it alive right? and won. Can, oh, I'm getting Hell yelled yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wasn't I wasn't saying this during uh you know the the chew out but you two did technically go up against the more difficult of the two schools yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no um, hey we kept all of those friggin scientists alive I don't know <laughs> yeah no we're on fire I think the idea of repairing the sniper mech is is pretty alluring so I don't want to dismantle that one for parts um because I mean you never know when you need backup mech you know what I mean right. yeah. Um. So although the sniper mech does not have an arm, yeah, it's also missing the sniper rifle, which you uh, destroyed by shoving a tree inside. <laughs> Hell yeah! I did. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, However, they're still good. like targeting computers and stuff like that. In that so it's still yeah, a good. Yeah. It's still a good mech aside from a missing arm. Uh. So yeah, let's uh, let's salvage the the one that's been chopped in half. All right, so that is going to be a tier one mech. Uh, let me see, where's salvage? Gain supply points according to the result. Oh, tier doesn't actually uh, factor into it at all. Oh, nice. Uh, take a part of vehicle, destroying it, and roll engineer. Okay, Gain why? supply points according to the result. And it's that simple. I got a four. A four. All yeah. right, so you uh, spend some time... Uh, you are released from the hospital with, you know, still like kind of like not a full neck brace, but still like some compression sleeves or whatever and like some bandaging on the shoulder and everything. And you decide to, you know, blow off some steam by uh, very slowly destroying a vehicle. Um, <laughs> you a tree at it. <laughs> yeah. And so you take some time to uh, turn this uh, scrapped and waterlogged uh, uh transforming mech into some you know material salvage you can use at least mm -hmm. and with a four you get two supply points from that which can nice. be put towards either material or personnel or one or the other or cool. both but you have um, two undeclared supply points right now okay then i want to spend one of them to roll for upkeep all right go for it uh what do i roll for do i just roll 1d6 uh, you just roll, I believe it's, let's see. Uh, you roll as many dice as material you spend. Okay, so just, I'm just going to spend one. Okay. I got a five. You would clear five quirks. However, cool. you don't have five quirks, so you just clear all your quirks. Cool. I have to ask you to do that again. I need to download, actually. Uh, I have to ask you to do that. But in the meantime, I'm going to download Google Sheets so that I don't have to ask you to do that anymore. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. I will go uh, edit that. Though. Thank you. So your quirks are repaired. Wonderful. And you still have an undeclared supply point. So productive use cool. of a turn. Heck yeah. So we still have Pfeffer, Giuseppe, and uh, uh, Gabrielle. Uh, I have an idea of what I want to do. I'm looking at downtime actions to see, like, how I could do it. Uh, basically, what I want to do is I want to be able to go consort with the uh, the, 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 the science-y people. Um, uh, sure. As the nerds. And I want to try and, like, kind of 
uh, feel out if there's anybody that they think is suspicious or like that kind of thing. And I'd like to use consort and I might like to actually go with the guy that's the head of security, uh, like towards like him because I, we already like talked security and I like uh, showed like trust in him and stuff like that. So I feel like I have like a, like an in uh that way like more of an in than i would normally sure uh, so like how are you how are we flavoring this as a downtime action like is this like a schmooze is what you're doing here or uh, that's what i'm looking at right now uh would schmooze like hmm do 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 this could also be like a long-term project to identify like the source of yeah. the, the leak if that's something you wanted to do yeah absolutely i'm i'm, I'm I was seeing something that was like you could gain this, this, or information. Oh wait, that's uh, teamwork. Never mind. Um, wait, wait one second. Yeah, I guess schmooze is the, probably the best thing to do. So I guess I'm actually even gonna try to like improve relations with the faction. Uh, and because yeah, despite the fact that you technically did the last job for them, they still don't like you very much yeah. because uh, yeah. <laughs> y'all did just kind of take the, the thing that belonged to them, which, yeah. uh, you know, maybe, maybe not quite happy about. They don't, they don't have to know that Giuseppe was the person that, that was like, hey, what if we took the Catch 77 in the other direction? Well, here's, they don't here's have to the know. problem is you're asking the security guy who knows what the uh, deployment plan was for the mission uh, to, to, to bring you here. So he's at least knows that you had hands on that ball or, it, or close enough to it to be That's kind true. of culpable. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hard to find friends when you're... Uh... Mm. Let me think. Uh, I don't know where I saw the thing that was like, oh, wait, I was just, oh, I know what I was doing. I just like looked up the description of consort. Okay, that's not what it is. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say you can do consort as a downtime action, but it would be part of a long term project. Yeah, um, so I think, uh, mm, mm, yeah, I think that uh, it might be good to see if we can, like, not really mend things over, but keep an open dialogue between <laughs> us and the nerds. <laughs> yeah, sure. It, it would at least be helpful yeah. for one of your crew members if uh, the nerds didn't hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do need those guys. We could use some nerds to fix our stuff. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think maybe I think maybe what this what the, the sort of scene looks like is maybe like you uh, Giuseppe makes contact with uh, Hedge was his name the uh, mm-hmm. kind of older uh, like salt and peppery uh, orc head of security uh, and he kind of like through the guise of like you know trying to help you. Uh, get in contact, uh, you, you express your concerns, like what you're trying to do, presumably. Um, he's like, he's like, all right, well, what I can do is I can, uh, I can set you up like a tour. Maybe you can meet some people, keep an eye out. I obviously ah, am, am d- distressed as you are to hear there might be some, uh, something that what happened with that last mission, but. 
Yeah, what worries me is that not only, like, did they know that we were going to split up, but they also, from what I can see, they had no interest in, like, we sent out the decoy, like, truck that was on the road, and they, they, did, they had no interest in that whatsoever. So either they really wanted our mechs, or they, uh, they knew that the personnel were in the mechs. Well, and no, that's, you, like, you really have, upsetting. You, yeah, you have my full support in this, so just tell me what I can do to help out. I don't remember if I sounded like this last time. But just <laughs> you, sound, you sound like Bobby Doo. <laughs> you do sound like Bobby Doo. I don't know who that is. He's a Boba Duke who sounds exactly like that. He's, his joke is he's that a, he's, the, he's a Boba Duke from the movie The Boba Duke, except that he sounds like that because he's from Brooklyn. Oh, hey, I'm an LGBT icon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, and he and he's able to, and, and he's able to uh, set you up with like kind of a a tour meet and greet of like the LTRF. Uh, you would normally think of these places as having bases, but LTRF in this case, like it is a very kind of like glossy modern science building, but like in kind of the pop way a little bit, where it's like. If this were strictly like a hardcore science building, it would be pretty like unornamented and functional, and also there wouldn't be tours. But it's clearly mm-hmm. like you know what you would what I'd say you would gather from it, and kind of like knowing what their deal is, being like sort of this public-private partnership kind of thing, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. it is a building that is designed to court investors in the science. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's definitely way nicer looking than you would expect from a building that's just doing research. It has kind of like a, an office, like a, like a glitzy kind of glass office quality to it. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a question to ask, yeah. uh, the group, oh, yes. uh, just in general, uh, what if I, to mend over some of the relations, like, was able to be like, ah, we were we were just holding catch twenty seventy seven for oh, you. Want to give it back? You like 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 as a, as a, as just in the schmoozing uh, way. But it's okay if not if we want to just figure <laughs> out like the mystery of it. But also, I, I do like, want to figure out. We could mystery. just use it. Be like, here's the thing, <laughs> Giuseppe. You can say whatever the hell you want, but you are also not anywhere near the command structure of the squad. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, you could I be guess... like, oh yeah, we're totally planning to give it back. You can't, you can't, lie. you can't yeah. make us brackets give it lie. Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if it would help in the long term, but it might help in the short term. <laughs> I, I think part of it would be like, oh yeah, that's definitely yeah. Oh, I I completely understand. Like, uh, like I can't believe we did, haven't given it back either. You know, you know how it is. It that's above my pay grade. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> That sounds terrible. That kind of. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, give us your uh, consort role. Oh, no. I think it is right. Well, they don't okay. know yeah. that we took it. I don't. I, whatever. No, they do. At, yeah. at this point, they, they do. do. Yeah. At this point, they do. But going uh, going up in didn't front get... of them and being like, "Yeah, we took that." I feel like that's. A... What? Well, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like we. I would bring it okay. up, but well, if it does you're, you're... come up in the conversation, <laughs> Giuseppe's gonna be like, "I'm sorry, it's above my pay grade." Like, I completely <laughs> understand. Well, what I'll, and what I'll say is a scene I had been envisioning, which is decided to not do because I wanted to not make the like intro spiel like you know 15 minutes long is it there would have definitely like in the actual anime version of this been a scene in which like there is very tense 
uh, posturing negotiations between Barrier Brass and like the director of the LTRF and trying mm-hmm. to appeal to high command to cut this shit out and like her being like, <laughs> no, actually, but we are going to keep it for a while and that being greenlit. <laughs> like it is a known quantity. Very cool. Like you do not like you do not covertly have this. You now have it and it is approved by the higher ups, but LTRF is not happy about it. Much as they're not uh. happy that you stole their mech from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like Giuseppe's just gonna come come at it as like I'm just a himbo, you guys. I don't know anything. I just do what they the tell himbo me. Defense. <laughs> the himbo uh, defense. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't have to be consort. It can be appropriate action. So uh, it sounds like you could also be going for a sway here. Uh, it would be yeah. a, a social skill, definitely though. I think I have the same in both concert and sway. Yes, I have one in each. And so does that mean I roll one dice? I cannot remember how Yes, it means work. you roll one dice. Okay. And that's a d6. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they ever made a game profile. I got there. a three. Hey, three. You don't love to see it. It's fine. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, one to three, their trust increases by one. Um, and actually, this is for hey. a faction, right? Yeah. You know, this is this is for a faction specifically. So what I'll say is, like, I don't know if this changes the 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 level on your relationship much, but it does. Mm-hmm. Like, because you are trying to go through and smooth things over, it does make your own faction. Like it does make Grand mm-hmm. Tycon look at you all more favorably. Oh, okay. uh, for well, you good. having gone to kind of try and smooth this over. So your trust with Grand Tycon, <laughs> even if they don't particularly take to it. <laughs> As I say, I yeah. don't think it was successful enough that it would have shifted like, that it's... squad's uh, like a- yeah. affection for you. But it definitely looks good to the people to whom it matters that you tried to go do this Olive Branch, right? And it's the generally that was successful about it. Hmm. Like yeah, that. absolutely. So there, there, there we go. Uh, I guess I probably after that, I really don't get a feel for if any of the people in the team themselves feel untrustworthy or if they like think the leak is on their side or our side or anything like that. Or no, would yeah, I it's, get that? It's, it's hard to tell because there's no one who's obviously suspicious. And also, realistically, things didn't really go well enough that you would have felt comfortable pulling someone aside like hey is one of you a fucking spy (laughs) (laughs) like you didn't feel confident enough to bust that out maybe and like your your gut feeling didn't really give you much to go with it could like you don't even really know if it's this it could even like you still have the the sinking like the the, not the sinking suspicion that's like foreboding you still are entertaining the possibility that it could have been something on your side too yeah it's hard to know yeah uh, so yeah, inconclusive on what I told Hedge I was going to do, but I did my best and also improved <laughs> relations a little bit. Yeah, and definitely, obviously, yeah. like, for Hedge and for uh, Dr. Barachess and anyone else who you've met from that thing, it would be easy for you to, like, make contact with those specific people again, should you need to. Okay, cool. All right. I, I think that's that's that action. All right, so we still have Fef and Gabrielle, I believe, for the second turn. Okay, I figured out what I'm going to do for this actually. Oh yeah, hell yeah, for this one now, um, and that is, um, I went and checked, and I realized 
that part of our like headquarter upgrades, we have like training facilities for Resolve. Oh, I thought we had Oh, oh, right. Resolve. Oh wait, wait, hold on. Oh wait, no, I might have misread it. Oh, oh it is for Insight. Yes, no. Oh yes, it's for uh, Insight. No, I. No, yeah, no, we have the thing for insight, but also I have exactly one piff of experience left in oh, resolve, okay. so I'm going to do Excellent. that, even yeah, though yeah. it's better. So how are you I'm training your to, resolve? To be perfectly honest, it is very hard to not think about in The Sims how you just talk to yourself in the mirror for hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen to some positive affirmations. I like, I, I th- here's the thing, I also like to think that maybe you're having Kiffin or someone, like the but- like the family butler, like, be your uh, spotter for speech training. Exa- your hype man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that, like, um, I think, um, yeah, I, I actually like the idea of him um, talking with Lady Humboldt about this, being like, uh, I'm I totally forget what like comical name for a grandmother I had I had given her before. Was it Graham? I know oh, man. it was. was it, I think it was Graham. I, Graham. I it, it was, was Graham. 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 <laughs> and it was just like, uh, okay, Graham. Graham. Things have been going well, but I feel like I could do better. Like, remember, remember those speech exercises you gave me when I was six. Could is there this anything else you could so. possibly forget? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we don't need that whole scene, but that is definitely what oh happens. God, yes. <laughs> I beg to differ. And, and so I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's a good part of it too, where it's like, despite the fact that you know she is an in, in outrageously old woman. Uh, mm-hmm. She is so well practiced in the art of noblesse that she has like yeah. this kind of very deliberate way of speaking, and it's like, ah, right. She always seems like she knows exactly what she's saying because she like takes the time to marinate on it and make sure every word comes out fully cooked. <laughs> and yeah. I just get so hot and bothered. I need to I need to think about that <laughs> more and make sure my words hit with the, all the impact they need to. Yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Taking some inspiration yeah. so, from grandma, from grand grandma. <laughs> yeah. So there are a couple things I could, so when I do that, so I max out my resolve, and so I get to put a pip into Command Consort Sway or Interface. Interface is the only one I don't have any points in right now. Yes, Interface is the one that's like, you know, like obviously technical uh, inner thing, and also like for our purposes, it's kind of the uh, psionics kind of thing. Right. Because this is, Interface here is kind of the equivalent of the Blades in the Dark, a tune. So this is, right. and like most of the tech in this setting is kind of like, like the internet tech and things like that and surveillance tech, a lot of it is derived in some way from like this psionics technology, basically. Yeah. I think I'm just going to go ahead and bump command up to three because I use it so often. That's I fair. don't think it's unreasonable to like play to my strengths. Yeah, that there. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, So cool. I will uh, bump that for you and clear your track out. Okay, cool. You're at three command. I officially think you can't do any more unless you get an upgrade for the squad to let you go to four. Oh, wow. Cool. I believe that's All how right that then. works. All right, so it's just uh, Gabrielle on this turn. Okay, so uh, for my next action, I'm going to, even if the odds aren't great, uh, Gabrielle is going to try to acquire an asset. We need an engineer. Uh, Ooh. Red is good, but she's are you know busy with her own stuff and busted up. So, um, <laughs> and also has amnesia. <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, that's 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, I just intrinsically know how to take apart a robot. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Sure, sure, <laughs> You're sure. You're like a Warhammer orc. <laughs> if, I, if I believe I know how Vulcan Hand works, then but, uh, I know how Vulcan Hand works. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I'm going to paint uh, flames on Vulcan. He'll go faster. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. well, that's, that's the entire thing with the, with the transforming upgrade you took and giving you extra yeah. uh, maneuver is that since it looks like a wolf, it is now maneuverable like a wolf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh clearly yeah so describing the asset i wish to acquire i guess it's like a cohort with some engineer yeah this would be this would be a specialist cohort gotcha so uh, basically the difference between uh, there's two types of cohorts uh, just to reiterate there's fire teams and specialists okay. fire teams will usually scale to your quality and then like will also scale to scope so like if you become like a tier five squad at some point, you know, they would be tier five quality and then also a tier five size fire team, which is a ton of people. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, specialists, on the other hand, they're always tier zero for size, but their quality is higher than yours is as a result because they're very specialized. Nice. Okay. So, um yeah, so like what how do you what's what do you have in mind for how you're going to acquire this uh this uh engineer it it could be pretty simple it could be like just hiring it could be you know someone it could be uh someone else knows someone and you do the work to make contact it could be a lot of things um yeah i figure i figure someone like in in the town that pfeffer's from and like our hq is like we just gotta i should find someone like nearby who can like there's probably a mech 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 engineer here yeah maybe not someone who's like worked on you know military stuff before but someone who can just you know someone who we can, can find a truck mechanic and just teach them yeah right so <laughs> you know you know come uh come help out the royal blue uh you know get paid uh <laughs> yeah let's call get this that get that a... government salary and pennies i think this is a four clock because i feel like engineers are not going to be in particularly tall order to find yeah. not that they're not still like you know it's not like there's they're a dime a dozen or anything but like if you need to find an engineer you will be able to find an engineer it's just okay. you know getting all that stuff handled i think it might be cool just as clock? flavor uh that like perhaps instead of like a truck person it could be a ship person since we're like in an, oh, like a oh like a naval town yeah like a ship engineer, yeah. somebody that would probably work well with Kraken. <laughs> well, I don't know so if we... anyone would work well with Kraken unless they were trained to work on Kraken specifically. <laughs> yeah. Kraken's old as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so wait, was this like? So I know Levi's just sent ta- asking about like the clock thing. So this is acquire asset rather than a long term project. Oh, right? you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. I, I, hey, I, I was, I was pulling up the that. book and trying to figure out if yeah, I missed yeah. something. Okay. No, 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 you're good, you're good. Uh, yeah, do that acquire asset. So uh, The thing with acquire asset is I believe that it there is the chance that it might not be a permanent thing. Like, it can be, but it might not necessarily be. Yeah, it specifies that it's temporary, but I just want to get uh, Blue Dahlia back up, you know? You, you could also, like, acquire the thing, and then, like, we have it for a certain length of time, but you could do try a to downtime project to make that. Try to lock that in, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah So yeah. the lower of the two is two, but the other one was a three anyway, so... Uh, so not a great roll anyway. So and then squat tier minus one. So I guess I don't know. You're already at a zero, yeah. so you can't go lower than that. So it's going to be a tier zero asset. I don't know. So if that's the no. I might as well do it on my own. 
Let me think. Because I'm trying to think if that would then, like, we would do the specialist thing on top of that. I mean, it's temporary use of an asset. Yeah. So I don't actually... I think... Because I don't want to just be like, oh, you wasted your turn, because that seems pointless. I'm trying to think of what a good solution here is. Well, so you have the tools for it, so I think... Like, you have, like, the workshop and everything. I think ostensibly it's, like... You rolling even at zero D is not going to be like war like better or worse than if you had a tier zero engineer doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like yeah, you, did, okay. you did use your know how to like help repair a fucking hover ship like a couple weeks ago in the thing. Like you probably know as much about this as someone who repairs cars. Yeah, it does say vehicle removes any level one damage, even with regardless of like the Yep. Men clock results, it's so the, yeah, okay, I can... Yeah, it's it's the same as healing, so you would fill your repair clock okay. uh, with the hopes of getting so, the uh, level 2 harm reduced to a level 1. Okay, so yeah, I'm fine for that. Do you mean for my third, or like instead of my second um, action? Well, let's call it... Let's say instead of the second, then, I guess. Okay. Because it didn't seem super clear on the... It's been kind of whatever for the source and engineer thing, so let's just clear that and say this is your second action. All right, that works for me. Okay, so I don't have any engineer either. So get a three. The lower is a three, which isn't great, but it's still, like, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. despite uh, you not, like being a trained you know mech mechanic you've done enough work on your machine in the past that's like for the stuff like clipped and scuffed this uh you know fairly low level like cosmetic damage you're able to buff that out pretty easily and also like you obviously can't really do much about the whole fact that i believe the disarmed means yeah, what are the arms, arms has been blown off you don't really have the know-how for that but you do have the know-how to at least like do the equivalent of, like, cleaning the wound, basically, of, like, making sure all the uh, frayed cables and stuff like that are kind of clipped back to their, like, replaceable spots so that when you do get the resources to put an arm back on it, that you're actually able to do so easily. So, and then we can fill one on the repair clock. Okay. All right. And I believe that's everyone for the second turn. So now we're on to the third and final turn of downtime. Okay. Um. So I've been I've been thinking the so the last thing that Giuseppe did sort of reminded me like man we have this big thing here and we don't actually have a plan for what we're doing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, as a reminder to both players in the audience. We have a Catch-77 here, which is this giant, like, water tower-sized metal box that I have no idea what's in it. You have uh, a couple of mechs, still a perfectly good mech and a very damaged mech that you might be able to salvage or keep or barter or something. And you also have two hostages. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think they're currently just being kept in, like guarded trailers or something because you don't actually Mm -hmm. have like a black Mm -hmm. site or a brig i don't think so they're just kind of being like i'm imagining they're like in separate rooms but i'm imagining there might just literally be like guest rooms somewhere in the house that just have armed guards by them (laughs) yeah that's very plausible um so yeah uh i think so i was i was thinking about doing something about cat 77 but i'm now thinking that maybe 
one of at least one of our hostages is more pressing in the notes you've given here the like teen who followed us and got trapped is uh less likely to get a ransom than the like incredibly skilled sniper we have <laughs> yeah and i think and we can go ahead and like do like short thing here but like as you well there's like a little scene of like uh pfeffer going over kind of the the two uh prisoners of of they're prisoners of war i have them listed as pois which is to say persons mm-hmm. of interest mm. uh yeah. which is probably what the official term is because it's not a war <laughs> Um, right. but I think basically what she says, like, I've done this, like, I've done some preliminary, uh, setting around to see what interest there would be in the ransoming. Obviously, uh, considering that we have not taken, uh, red tape, uh, the sniper from the, uh, more dangerous squadron, uh, considering we haven't taken him to a proper, uh, interrogation facility yet, uh, adverse likely believes that he's still, you know, as he is, unquestioned, or at least unworked over, and considering his skills in our dossier, they would be greatly pleased to have him back. However, the younger of the two pilots, the one from Aces High, I was worried something like this might happen, but they tend to have a little bit more of a, well... I suppose Gabrielle could speak to this, but uh, they tend to treat their uh, younger pilots a little more disposably, shall we say, and might assume that she's already uh, impacted her worth as a uh, pilot to rescue. Uh, they would likely assume that she's already given us some kind of information, if especially if she walked into a trap like she did. All right. So I guess Pfeffer's thing is that it makes sense we ransom this guy and try to flip the girl, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure which one has higher priority. Oh, I want to question um, the guy. I, I guess I should say that I personally want to speak to the, the sniper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, then. And, and I think well, the, that... the other thing you'll get from uh, from barrier here just as like kind of setting stakes and making sure like everyone's kind of like if not everyone at least pfeffer's on the on the same page so he can relay it to other people is that Mm -hmm. she thinks based on her like you know professional opinion as far as cracking someone goes obviously like the younger pilot is probably easier to crack but knows less Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. conversely even though the experienced pilot probably does have a lot more useful information it is going to be significantly harder to get him in especially if uh as kind of assumed if they're both redacted squadrons they both probably have some degree of training with regards to uh how to behave when captured yeah so that's that's all right because i i don't want to like interrogate her really I just want to tr- transform, transmogrify her into a sidekick. Oh, good. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> just want to win which, her over. <laughs> which I assume would be a long-term project in this situation. Could be. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think that I don't have any long-term projects. Everyone else got long-term projects. I want in on this. <laughs> <You're> gonna- <laughs> there's, a, there's another young person here who needs a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'll adopt all you fuckers. <laughs> okay, so my sway is actually not 
that high. Um, and I'm not sure if, com- do you think command could work in this context? Well, what's the approach you're taking to turn her? Because that's, yeah. that's the important thing. Because you, you could do a lot my, of things. Yeah, my plan is kind of sway the way I'm thinking about it off the top of my head. I mean, um, that just might be a, some character growth moment. Like, I'm going to try and I'm going to use my charms to convince this girl that I need to be her dad. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just not really um, not really thinking that the the intricacies there a hundred percent through yeah um on the other hand i could ignore these two altogether and focus on leveraging uh catch 77 you have some options yeah uh i don't have an opinion i don't have an opinion for me these are here because it's like hey what do you want to interact with if, right. if, no, if no one wants to interact with the hostages, I will assume that y'all don't care about them and reorient accordingly. Conversely, if y'all yeah. don't care about the the mysterious box, uh, that, right. that can also um, be reoriented. So chase your bliss, really. You know what? I am remembering again that this that the girl did wind up with us as part of a complication rather than a reward. So I feel like leaving her unaddressed is a significant liability. That seems um, like a reasonable belief to have. <laughs> yeah. So I think, so I think, I think Pfeffer has been in like dad mode for a while. Um, and I, and like he is, he's obviously his main interaction with her has been like browbeating because of that's how like the the bluffing mostly went also lying Um, to her Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um so so i think what what's going to happen is that um hmm it is actually rough because it feels like the most mechanically effective way is also like the the harshest way and that's not the way i want to like build this yeah (laughs) admittedly inherently coercive relationship Mm -hmm. Um, yeah as i say i think like if the way pfeffer is looking at this as being like trying to be convincing instead of trying to be browbeating then like maybe that like being mechanically adverse to your strengths is just something you're going to have to put up with. Yeah, no. Conversely, you're right. if if he was a realist, he could say like, oh well, I'm just gonna you know browbeat this 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 girl, and I'm just gonna gaslight gay yeah. girl boss mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this this teen into into being our soldier instead of someone else's, which has right. a ton of horrible implications that I don't think it, are particularly true to his character, <laughs> at least not yeah, yet. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's a that's a good point. So, you know what I have I've found a, I've found a middle road because, like I said before, my big goal here is like to just like address the potential problem that she is. So I think that, and maybe you can tell me what this is like ultimately contributing to. But my mental image is that he goes to her like you know, prisoner room, which is like a repurposed guest room. Um, and do you want to like play it all out or do you want yeah, sure. me to like give my approach? Yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, whatever's more comfortable for you, I'm happy to do either. I think, I think partially in like the, in the interest of keeping things rolling, cause I've spent a long time just deliberating this. Um, I think that basically what he's going to do is that he is going to go in and like, Basically be like, look, you got caught by us, which means that, like, we have been a step ahead of you since before 
you were captured. I know that you are probably very pissed off at us right now, and at me specifically, but I am here to tell you that trying to uh, uh, trying to pull something against us is not going to even if you were successful we you this is not something you're going to be able to like leverage to your superiors to get back in their good graces in to a degree that would cancel out you already getting captured and becoming a liability so you had best you 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 should play nice basically is what he's doing and that and i think that do you think that could qualify as a command in that situation he is He's l- less like full on browbeating, but more like just sort of like sort of implicitly threatening. Yeah, sort of implicit threatening, just based with some sort of like hard, cold reality. Tough love sounds too <laughs> yeah. strong, but yeah, just sort of trying to be like a tough but fair teacher kind of guy. <laughs> I think that yeah. works. I would, I would be like again half and half on that being you know sway or command, but I think if you're willing to say like definitely leaning on the look you're fucked either way so may as well get used to this angle is at least like there's enough of implicit kind of threat there almost where it's like i would be willing to let you do that as command yeah and it's still kind of him pulling rank in a way yeah and and it is still him being threatening and being like look like you're you're the, the way you were living before is 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 over and yeah. you may as well just, you know, uh, get used I mean, to I'm, get used to this new life that you have that I have forcibly adopted I mean, I'm you not into. Even, I'm not necessarily. This isn't necessarily part of the adoption process. <laughs> this is like, this is part of the threat neutralization process because that's still how he's seeing her right now. That's fair. I'm thinking fair. that. I think. I'm thinking. I really want to adopt. I this think. NPC, I think if you're saying I don't that, think, that, I think if you're saying that Pfeffer still sees her as a threat and is not yeah. being like kind of you know chummy in that way, I am 100 percent willing to say this command. Okay. Cool. Rolling 3d6. Rolling the dice. It is taking its time rolling the dice over on roll yeah. 20. Oh, it's online. What's it? Oh, there it goes. Oh my god! Yes! <gasps> Holy shit. On 3d6, Owen rolled oh. 6, 6, and 6. That is a critical success. Um, yeah. So that's why we can't the, get anything in off the, the ground. Cir- it's all there. <laughs> so, in the circumstances, I was trying to think about how I was going to do this based on how you rolled. In, like, an action, that would be a, in all likelihood, dominating success, like, completely mm-hmm. eliminating whatever, like, you know, clock or circumstance was in the way. My instinct mm-hmm. here is to say that it is very clear to you, like, and so, like, when, when Pfeffer goes into this room and starts giving a spiel, and, like, we have this this pilot, and I, I don't know if I've how much I've described her before, but she's, like, like very like not very young she's like high school age like taikon girl mm-hmm. she kind of has like this unicorn or narwhal horn center of the forehead mm-hmm. this very like pale skin pale hair kind of wrapped up in space buns kind of serious looking very beautiful like a little preppy almost she has kind mm-hmm. of this like very like practiced expression a bit and it's very clear like when she first sees Pfeffer, there's like this mix of like this mixed kind of look of like betrayal, disgust, hatred, etc., uh, annoyance at being here, uh, hatred at being lectured by dad, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> but the thing is, is that it is very clear. Like Pfeffer has transitioned fully into dad mode, 
and has mm-hmm. just delivered this kind of like harsh reality check with the like necessary grown-up conviction that has just like basically completely shattered her defense like on impact like it is very Aww. clear like as Pfeffer continues talking like some part of this kind of like sour like like stony expression like breaks a bit because it's very clear that she is afraid of where she is and what has happened mm-hmm. and what the future looks like for her yeah. mm. and that she wasn't afraid before necessarily but she has you have made her realize whether you intended to or not in fact, probably not even intentionally, something she has realized that your, you know, drubbing has just kind of driven home is that she is definitely disposable and that she is not going back to where she was in all likelihood. And she, I think, I think is like, obviously still standoffish, right? But like, you get the sense that she knows what the stakes are here. Mm-hmm. And I think, and so what I'm going to say is, based on like what you kind of indicated your parameters here. The first thing I'll say is that absolutely 100% the threat that you thought you were going to have to contend with is neutralized. Like if okay. there was the confidence in her to try some shit, it has been broken like thoroughly. Gotcha. Um the okay. the other thing I will say here is I'm going to because it was a ultra critical like super super duper. <laughs> I am going to uh do the other part of this which is where is this where'd this go i'm going to start a clock uh no actually it should be a longer clock than that uh no it shouldn't i'll leave that as is um i'm going to start a clock is going to be an eight tick clock uh to turn uh mickey you know who is the pilot and because in tradition for critical success, uh, well, I'll say part of the critical success factored into resolving the thing. I'll give you the overflow as progress on this clock, which is I'm going to say imme- immediately jumps to three of, of eight. Okay. Damn. All right. So you have done a good job of like just instantly kind of breaking this threat that you thought might be developing here. And then also maybe sowing the seeds for what I think Pfeffer realizes is a kind of, in a kind of gaslighty way is sowing the seeds for making someone who is already a child soldier may as realize they may as well be a child soldier for the people who might actually care about their well being instead (laughs) of the ones who obviously don't. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, I think that if <laughs> the implications of literally all of this immediately make him incredibly uncomfortable, oh, yeah. he like leaves. Yeah, he's very, and no one leaves his conversation comfortable. Everyone <laughs> is more uncomfortable than they were. All, all right. Um, and that, yeah, I guess that's, that is his downtime. All right. He's gonna go yeah. and think about things. <laughs> think about having just uh, intimidated this uh, teen mech pilot. Uh, we still have three people who have their last turn. We have uh, Gabrielle, Arabella, and Giuseppe. Well, mine is I'm just going to go ahead and have uh, Gabrielle train insight. Try to get to sure. uh, try to get a dot of engineer next time. Sure. So what should what should do in the train just for like flavor? So um, if you're getting an engineer, I'd presume you're training in an engineering what kind of way. Okay. So. I figure we've got this uh we've got this workshop and like Pfeffer's various libraries and studies, right? So Yeah. Um 
Yeah. Just going to read some some mech repair handbooks. Yeah, you know, apparently it's really hard to find a good engineer nowadays, so... <laughs> May as well be me. Yeah. Can't, yeah, can't have right. poor so Red do spend everything. Some, spend some time reading uh, mech engineering handbooks. I think there I'm is pro- actually a thing, a thing that you probably do find is the actual, like not even like it's not a bound book it's a binder and it's the specific like here's everything that's in the kraken here's how you repair this here's how you repair this this is what part year this part is from (laughs) so so i figure it's like part that and part like the action that gabrielle spent like working on her mech and just sort of being in the workshop like maybe even like combined probably maybe like spending time with red and the other like you know, workers in there trying to like pick yeah. up how to be more helpful. Getting some getting some grease on the knuckles, as yeah. it were. Alright, so we still have two people with their last downtimes. I have a question, Sarah. Yes. Uh you're you're gonna talk to the were you thinking of talking to the sniper? Oh yeah. So here's the thing. I don't want to assist, but I'm wondering if we can do this sim- simultaneously and I can try to acquire an asset like with with information by using a study and just watching how like the talk goes down. Like if if that can happen at the same time. I don't know if that If that's that something sound- if that's something Sarah wants to do, I'm willing to allow that. Yeah, that's fine with me. Because the 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 acquire an asset doesn't necessarily have separate stakes either. So like I'm yeah. I'm fine with those two things being simultaneous. Cool. Yeah. So we could kind of like do do that simultaneously so both of our characters are in the scene. <laughs> sure. Okay. Cool. Sure. Uh, All right. So, yeah. so um Let's see. Sniper pilot uh, being kept in, like, probably also much like the teen pilot uh, being kept in just, like, a room in the house that was a guest room. But, like, there's, like, armed, you know, armed armed uh, royal blue folk uh, outside. The windows have been, you know, barred over, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of you enter. And uh, he's just sort of there in his uh, scarf. He's wearing a coat that has been provided to him. Uh, the, the teen pilot was still very begrudgingly wearing her pilot uniform uh, in, a, in a very kind of sad Aww. display, despite the fact there was like stuff laid out for her that was approximately Aww. her size. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy has just sort of gotten comfortable. Uh, cool. And he just sort of regards you when you walk in. Uh, does a like a kind of like one of those cool guy waves where he like just kind of like swipes his fingers once basically as like a, mm-hmm. a wave and that's it and doesn't say anything else okay um yeah so what you doing i'm just I thinking think that, yeah i think one thing that giuseppe might do just as like uh like like as, as a thing to to as as being being a compassionate person because i am a, that i am a compassionate oh, this was a mistake. empath uh, but yeah <laughs> but i think i just like bring like crosswords or something because that's probably <laughs> the worst part of being is just the boredom so i bring like a, cr- a book of crosswords or something and just like put it on the table next like in front of the guy mm-hmm. and to it, start yeah yeah he, he, he looks at it and then looks at you and smiles and does not open the book uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arabella is going to grab the chair across from him um, and just kind of like looks at him for a second and says, here's the thing. 
my bosses almost certainly are going to try and find a way to return you to uh, where you came from. Um, but if you don't tell me why you want Vulcanhund, I don't make any promises about you getting home alive. Well, we at least know the we at least know the direction this is going. Yeah. Uh, but we can continue. <laughs> we can continue with the RP before we roll. He's like, I, I think his his immediate response is like, "Well, look at it. Who wouldn't want it? It's a fine machine. It is a fine machine. <laughs> Trust me. I'm I'm very aware of how fine he is." Uh, as, as, as am I, he says, uh, kind of like rolling one of his shoulders as you remember the part where he kind of got crushed a little bit when your uh, robot grabbed him. Uh, yeah, I think that encounter went really well. And I think it gives you an idea of um, how unwilling I am to play nice. Giuseppe is so out of his depth. I told you this is a bad idea to bring you along. (laughs) This is so good. I I assure you, it's fine. I don't often expect public servants to play nice. I don't remember what his voice was. I was thinking about giving him a French accent for a second, but then I remembered that he definitely spoke in the last episode. So I'm just going with like normal. I don't think you gave him like a for real voice because it was. In All right, I'm just going. I, I'm just going to moment. assume he is kind of like bad French accent, and I'm just going to roll with that. <laughs> <I'm gonna call laughs> um. So, that being said, I am going to ask you. Well, not politely, but I am going to tell you that you're going to tell me what adverse knows about my mech. Um, all right, let's start with let's start with the role then here. Oh, so I this hope is, this goes well because I so came you, in strong. So you said you're kind of doing like a long term project with like starting with command as kind of like an intimidate thing. Is what I got the impression of there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Go for it. <sighs> that's a three. Man. Ooh, not very good. It doesn't. Not seem. very good. Oh, well. Um, I think what he says here is um. Let me think what he says here. He says, well, we, we, no, hmm. What does he say? I think it's just like he smiles very uh, serenely and just says, we know everything we need to know. Okay. And that's it. He does not elaborate any further. Um, you know... I don't think Bella is going to elaborate any further either, but she is going to get up and look down at him and, uh, you better hope those guards don't go anywhere at night. I'm certain they won't. I've been watching. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, just kind of nods at him and then walks right out and leaves Giuseppe alone in that room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Giuseppe was here trying like one Giuseppe had no idea that that Arabella was going to go like 
talk about the mech. Giuseppe's here trying to figure out who the leak is, and it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about the leak. <laughs> I care about my robot. Also, now officially everyone has a pet long-term project for the time being. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I did it. Hello, everyone. This is Owen from Post Recording. We had a technical error that caused Fern's recording to shut off from this point forward, and unfortunately that includes the entirety of Giuseppe's final downtime action. I can't replicate Fern's characterful narration, but I can say that Giuseppe decided to contribute to the same long-term project by keeping the prisoner company and observing him with his empathic talents and the study skill. And, as you're about to hear, they rolled quite well. Wow, oh, six. Nice. That's pretty good. At least somebody rolled good. <laughs> Let me check how much. How much? I think it gives you three ticks, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. It's pretty nice. good. Um, let me just double check. Long term project. Blah, 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 blah. I think it's a three. I'm just gonna say it's a three because I believe it's. Yeah, because it's uh, on a one to three, it's one. On a four to five, it's two. On a six, it's three. And on a crit, it's five. That's how it usually goes. Cool. So you actually make a pretty significant amount of progress doing this little uh, silent stunt of yours. Um, so I think what happens is you you get to stay there for like probably uh, like I'd say probably like an hour or two, and then they like make you leave to like you know make sure the prisoner eats and is uh, attended to uh, consummate mm-hmm. with you know making sure he doesn't like try and starve himself to death or anything like that. That mm-hmm. would be like very extreme. Um. What you get from him uh, while this is happening is, and I think it's, I think the the thing is like it's entirely silent the entire time. You do not speak to him. He does not speak to you. Or if you do like exchange anything at all, it's just like moments of small talk, right? But and that's it, it ends up being an interesting thing though because as you spend the time there, there is enough of an opportunity of like closeness, let's say, and like you two occupying a space together in, like, this complete silence for long enough that you're able to kind of, like, get a tune in on him, trying, like, to sniff around up in his brain space, as it were. And what you find is, and and this is something that is very interesting to you, because it's not something you've encountered before, even though you've heard of it, is probably the reason why he hasn't touched any of these crosswords, is that he's incredibly distracted, because he's thinking knots around himself, practically. He's mm. following trains of nonsense just wherever. It's almost like dream logic. And you realize it's because he's trying to ward off what you do. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> he's, and you've, you've heard that this is something that certain people get trained to do, which is to basically think in doublespeak so that their surface thoughts are not easily read by the more common kinds of lens addicts. Um, but you realize that he is not really saying anything or doing anything because he is contributing a significant amount of his mental energy to just, like, not thinking about things. Fern takes this to mean that he knows Giuseppe is an empath. You don't You don't really know, mm-hmm. but you know that he has been doing... You can figure safely that he has been doing that the entire time. Because also, like, again, like, if he does know that you or someone here was a lens addict, that it would be, like, it would only take a moment, just a moment, for him to accidentally think something a little too in-depth once, and then the entire thing is made. And so he is keeping that barrier up very consciously. 
Yeah, and I think we do actually get the mo- like the like the camera hanging on him for like a good like 20 30 seconds after you leave and then just like reaching a hand over to grab the crosswords book. And that's her downtime. I think that's everyone, right? Yeah. That is everyone. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um well, without uh having I'm I'm still going to go over with the cast and crew what kinds of things we'd maybe like to do for uh you know, missions going forward. But next time on Beam Saber, we're going to get back to the fucking meat of it and get these, uh, yeah, these, uh, get these lovable, robots, get these lovable guys and their robots, uh, sent out on a mission, uh, and see some more of that next time on big gay nerds. You can expect us to return with more Beam Saber and have a good one. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Neon Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the lauded gay nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.